0: streaming now. Welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing the concept of dry January. Y'all, we are recording this the very last week of the year. Isn't it amazing as we get older how time seems to fly? As I look back on this year, I realize that two of the biggest changes in my life have been leaving the city for the first time in my life for a small town mountain life with a wee bit of land and space for the first time ever. So, this has been a huge lifestyle change for me and my family. And for the show, it's been joining the Sober Powered Network. And as the year has unfolded, I have realized more and more and more how honored I am to be a part of a community that is working really hard to help people get the emotional psychosocial education that we're so missing out on. So that we can take the very best care of ourselves and that's really what my show emotional badass and the sober powered network of shows as we keep coming together It's really what we're about because we see such a big need one of the things I want to share for this very last show of the year is a little update On the impact of one of these changes is that we've accepted Ads on the show. And that was something I never thought I would do. But after four and a half years of doing the show weekly, that's 64 episodes a year that we have recorded and released. The spring will be five years. So every single year, 64 episodes, including our bonus episodes on Patreon. We decided as a team that we really needed to take advertisements. And the exciting thing about that is that I have full control over the ads that I take and the ones that I reject. And the way that it works, because I have gotten some questions from some of y'all about this, is that we have software that tracks and pays us for the impressions. So it's not just listening to 40% or 60% or even 80% of the advertisement. The impression only counts when someone listens to 100% of the advertisement and doesn't click the skip button. And that's true for me and almost every show that you listen to that has ads. So the cool thing about this new structure is that there's a cap set. So if you actually let the advertisements run, we've only chosen pre-roll advertisements to not disrupt the flow of the show. That's how we're trying it so far. But when you go ahead and listen to those advertisements, the software will track that for you. And at a point, you won't be pitched that advertisement anymore. So that's a way for you to be done listening to our ads and to help us satisfy what our advertisers want in listening to our shows that helps them renew with us also So if you're interested in helping us support you getting this show out every single week That's a very easy simple thing that you can do for me and every podcaster that you listen to to support Them and their advertisers. That's been a huge change this year As I get to know the other people on the sober powered network, I am feeling a strong sense of community and it's awesome. It's been a really hard thing to be kind of out in the world doing this podcast kind of singularly, just me and Chris and my small team that we've been building up over the years. And there are wonderful, beautiful parts of that. And there are vulnerable, scary parts of that. Taking advertisements is one. Getting help, being supported. It's not vulnerable less, right, you guys? Even when you guys show up to listen to this show, there's a vulnerability there. You're letting me in. You're opening up to new concepts, new ideas. There's a lot in this show that is confrontive and not to just be a confronting kind of pain in the ass, but to be confrontive to the things that maybe never served us or no longer serve us so that we can look at those things and let go of them. And that's part of what I wanna talk to you about in today's episode. I wanna talk to you about dry January. Now this episode is going to be released on the first day of 2023. So happy new year. Dry January is an opportunity to take on a challenge. Now you're going to hear me talk about it in this episode, specifically about alcohol But what I want to offer is that you get to take this concept and apply it to anything in your life. In my personal life, it's not so much going to be about alcohol, but I'm going to go dry where it comes to sugar in January. I have really, since Thanksgiving, kind of hit the sugar harder than I do all year and I can feel it in my body and I just want to rinse that out. I want to dry that out of my system. So why try dry January? Why? Well, because conquering a challenge is an amazing drug and alcohol free high, y'all. Meeting ourselves in a challenge, seeing ourselves meet a challenge, especially a challenge that we may not feel in the moment that we take it on like we can do it. I know in my big drinking days, I couldn't imagine going 30 days without drinking. I didn't know if I could. And once I did, it felt like I conquered my relationship with alcohol more than alcohol having a hold over me. Not that one month determines our full relationship with alcohol, but it is in these little mini challenges that we give ourselves that we strengthen ourselves. We need emotional challenge the same way our muscles need physical challenge. This is why we do yoga and stretch. This is why we lift weights because we want to keep this body conditioned so that it's strengthened, so that it's ready. And it's the same with our emotional selves. It's the same with all of the organs of our bodies. We get this one precious body and this one precious life. We know the basic reasons to try dry January, to try a month of getting alcohol out of our systems. Better sleep, better mood, more energy without our bodies working so hard to eliminate alcohol's depressant effects. We have more clarity, better digestion, lowered and more stabilized blood pressure. We save money because we're not spending it on booze. And we're also not spending it during our hangovers to try to make ourselves feel better. The list of physical and financial benefits is long. In a society where we pour alcohol on all of our feelings, you ever notice that? That that really is our culture, at least in America and maybe across the world that we pour alcohol on all of our feelings. The happiness of a celebration, the sadness of grief, the stress of life, we say to ourselves that we deserve it. We pour alcohol to numb our edges under social pressures. We use alcohol to lift ourselves up and to bring ourselves down. We pour alcohol over the excitement of a sporting event, the holidays, dinners, graduations, even brunch and lunch. You name it, and we pour alcohol on top of it. Dry January gives us an opportunity to get to know ourselves on a deeper level, and this is really important in self-development. Our relationship to and with the self is like no other relationship available to us in this one precious life. If most of our life's moments have alcohol involved, now I come from New Orleans, This was really how I was raised, that most of my life moments had alcohol involved. If this is the truth of how we are raised, of what we see, of what we experience, that most of our life's moments have alcohol involved, do we even know our true self? Are we working on and with our true self? And is our depression and anxiety as individuals and as a culture is this a deeper existential crisis of not taking the time to respect ourselves enough to engage ourselves and life free of alcohol's buzz? Do we know ourselves or our buzzed selves more? That's going to be a really personal question. It might be a question you've never asked yourself before, never considered in such a way. Y'all know if you've been listening to the show more than once or twice, you know that I'm passionate about this idea of our inner psyche, our inner child. And that I believe that our inner child is looking up at us just as a child's worth in a family is affected psychologically and emotionally, inevitably by the distance that is inherent in an alcoholic parent our inner deeper self is similarly affected if our inner child is witnessing our adult self make the choice to pour alcohol over most of our moments. You are worth getting to know in a deep and intimate way. You are worth getting to know yourself alcohol-free. Dry January, sober October, these are opportunities that gives us a framework. It gives us a community. It gives us a challenge. This is an unalone opportunity to bravely wake up and look in the mirror and say hello to who you are without alcohol or maybe without another substance, maybe without sugar like I'm doing in January, maybe without soda, anything that might be useful for you to take on a 30-day challenge, something like Dry January can offer you that invitation, that inspiration, that unalone challenge. Many years ago, someone told me that the reason alcohol is called spirits is because it actually takes our spirit away. And that did it for me. I got through my schooling, my undergraduate degree and my master's degree by being a bartender in the New Orleans French Quarter. There really is no drinking scene more than that. I mean, for someone who wasn't a rock star, really, that's the closest thing that I have to compare is that was my experience of drinking and having drugs available in the French Quarter. Once I heard this idea that alcohol is called spirits because it actually takes your spirit away, I couldn't shake it. It sort of haunted me (laughs) like it became its own spirit to just haunt me, to just infiltrate my thoughts. It just sat with me. It wouldn't go away. I had to admit to myself that alcohol, despite its few positives of taking the edge off for me, right? we wouldn't do it if there wasn't some positive to it over and over again. That taking the edge off, it did in fact make me feel kind of hollow beyond that first initial taking the edge off goodness. It made me feel empty, It made me feel disconnected. It made me feel raw. It made me feel incapable, like I needed the prop of a drink in my hand to be social. What I'm offering in this episode and and in the idea of Dry January as a supporter of it, this is an actionable tip to get real and honest about the role that this liquid that is so normalized to us what it plays on body and mind and life, how it plays on body and mind and life. When we take on such a challenge, we can help ourselves by finding that one phrase, that one solid statement. For me, it's the alcohol is called spirits and it takes our spirit away. That was the phrase that really wouldn't let me sweep it under the rug, wouldn't let me ignore it. My intuition knew that that statement was important for me So you get to find your statement your phrase that connects you to the purpose of your life Instead of what connects you to the escapism of your life And I don't want to make escapism bad you guys Being human and being alive is often very hard I am not the person who will tell you otherwise. It is not all rainbows and bunnies But we are resilient, and we are strong, and we are made for challenge. We can find the words like spells cast to help inspire us to live a more purposeful, productive, grounded, centered, joyous, and healthy life. If that's what we want, we can have it. Maybe you are the only person in your family or social group to consider something like Dry January. Or maybe you're alone in questioning your relationship to alcohol in general. I know I was, especially when I was living in New Orleans. Maybe your phrase is, I am a powerful outlier. Or sameness is boring. I am proud to challenge myself and conquer something I've never done before. Or if you have kids, maybe they're your inspiration. And it's, I will be the adult showing my kids how to experience life without alcohol's crutch. Find your motivating statement and post that message everywhere. Mirrors, steering wheel or dashboard of the car, the fridge, the washing machine, your computer. Hell, you can even write it on your forearm with a Sharpie if that's what you need. You get to surround yourself with messages that cheerlead you towards the life that you deserve, even if it's hard for you to feel deserving or deserved. Be wary of what I call the gremlins, y'all. Our gremlins, no matter how different our individual gremlins, for some of us, it might be cocaine, it might be sugar, it might be alcohol, it might be TV, it might be spending, it might be gambling, whatever our gremlins. Our gremlins are all similar in that they feed on our despair. Gremlins feed our self-sabotage, and it's a very strange thing in the human condition. On paper, and in the way that math is simple, like one plus one equals two, no human should ever, ever have a good reason to engage a self-sabotage. That is backwards. But somehow this is part of the human condition. And our gremlins feed our self-sabotage. Our gremlins wallow in victim mentality. They love it. It feeds them. They get bigger, bigger. They get stronger off of that victim mentality. Gremlins love making it easy for us to give up on a challenge that would be an excellent self-esteem and self-worth builder to watch ourselves struggle with and conquer. One of the reasons I talk about gremlins, you know, what a non-clinical term for a trained psychotherapist for a master's level counselor. But this is the concept that helped me break through I had so many gremlins in my mind that seemed to be leading me towards things that really didn't serve me. And I didn't understand for years how to get on top of that. It's why I say with such clarity, fight those gremlins. Understand that all of the thoughts that you have are not coming from a healthy place. I wish it were true that we could hit some kind of button, press some kind of code inside of us, and only messages would come up and out of us from ourselves to ourselves from a place of healthiness from worth From our highest self But that's just not this human condition And those of us who have had a lot of struggle those of us who come from dysfunctional Childhoods are very connected to that struggle and we may not know very directly to ignore those gremlins Don't feed your gremlins We can learn to feed what I call our wise woman or our wise man. We get to invite the wisest parts of ourselves over and over and over again. We get to grow with intentionality, our wisdom, and we get to help choose our thoughts from that place of wisdom. We take that microphone away from those gremlins once we realize that the gremlins are there. Your wise woman and your wise man inside of you are always ready to take care of you. This is part intuition. If I go super woo-woo, this is part of every ancestor that ever came before me, inside of my DNA rooting for me. That is a spiritual strength that I can tap into in any moment just by choosing that line of thought instead of a line of thought that says, screw it, let me do what I've always done just because it's easier, just because it's familiar, just because the gremlins will relent and ease up if I just feed them. What I find most important about understanding this concept I'm pitching to you, I'm trying to show you and shine light on, what's most important is to know that the gremlins whisper to us, they draw us towards things like our next drink because their one goal is to get fed, They are not there to help you live a better life. They suck us down. One of the famous AA Alcoholics Anonymous sayings is one day at a time, right? Very famous saying. Most of us know if we have any inkling of of drawing towards self-development, we know to take life one day at a time. When we're dealing with a whole lot of gremlins, when we're dealing with gremlins that, uh uh-oh, we realize I have fed those suckers till they are super chonky and they are digging their heels in and they know exactly what to say to me to self-sabotage when we realize, "Uh uh-oh, I have been feeding those gremlins instead of starving them. In those moments, we can take even more than just one day at a time. We can take a moment at a time and we can take a minute at a time. Anytime we get triggered And oh boy, do our gremlins love that because getting triggered and getting highly upset, those gremlins know that that's a fantastic excuse. It might be the best excuse they have to drive us towards behaviors that we are trying to change or we recognize no longer serve us. The truth about a trigger is that when we're in it, especially as highly sensitive people, it feels like it's going to last forever. It feels like it's going to take us down. When triggers have been studied, and this is very old science, but when triggers have been studied, what we find is that typically the trigger intensity crests at about 10 minutes and winds up subsiding in that time. So if we can just hold on and do something different, and I mean anything different, stand on one foot, silly dance around the room, play a stupid game on our phone, To just allow that trigger to crest. Those are the moments where the gremlin is like, feed me, feed me, feed me. Don't you want to go get a glass of wine? Just one glass of wine. You deserve that. You worked so hard. You can handle it. That's when the gremlins really amp up. So if we can just hold on for 10 minutes and distract ourselves, we can get to the other side. And it might not be easy, but it will be easier for us to get a hold of ourselves Find our wise woman or our wise man and make sure that they hold the microphone inside of us. That those messages that we are believing in, that we are putting faith in, that we are putting energy into come from our wisest parts, not the gremlins. And when we start to realize this, we never need to be fooled again. We can call a friend. We can play with a pet. We can read a book. We can cook something. We can do anything else until whatever that trigger is subsides until our nervous system stabilizes until we find our best thinking again. If you take on a challenge like dry January, I want to encourage you to celebrate every single teeny tiny victory. This is not a time to let a gremlin grab your critical voice and make it sound real smarty pants inside of your head. This is a time to celebrate each single teeny tiny victory. And if you slip up or if you relapse to stand up, dust yourself off and start celebrating those teeny tiny victories, like you just stood up and then you just dusted yourself off and you just recommitted to acting in your life from your highest self, from a place of wisdom, and as we go into 2023, I want to ask you to clearly define for yourself, what do you want for yourself in 2023? Some people might hear that and think, oh, I want this kind of new car. Or I want this kind of house. or I want to switch jobs. And certainly there's room for that. But on a deeper level, what do you want? What do you really want? What I've decided that I want in 2023 is I want my decision making moment to moment to consistently come from my wisest self. And I know I trust this from the tips of my toes to the tips of my hair. That if I do that and commit to that, I don't have to do much overthinking of all kinds of other things. Things will fall into place because that is a self-respect and a self-love. That defies the gremlins and holds my wisest self, my hard-earned wisdom, with a preciousness and a respect that it deserves. That every tear, every sweaty crying session I ever had, every moment of a broken heart as I made changes in my life to get all the way to here, that is my self-love. That is my self-worth. And if you don't quite know what you want for yourself, and that sounds good to you, you are welcome to borrow it. Don't feel like you're plagiarizing or stealing my thing or jumping on my bandwagon. It's a fantastic bandwagon. It's okay if we all jump on. There's room for all of us to be carried. I can't wait in this next year to introduce you to more of the people that I share on the Sober Powered Network. Thank you to those of you who have supported the show this year and all the years in all the ways by listening to those ads, like I explained earlier in the show, by being a part of our Patreon. I'm going to share in the December episode, actually, that just got released before this public episode, why I had to call 911 about my health over my holidays. If you're interested in that, that little episode will be on the Patreon as this is released. I just want to send out light and love and a big, giant hug. Loneliness is one of the major issues of our time, and I just want to take a moment together this very first episode of the year. I have a hand on my heart and a hand on my belly, and I just want you to be able to own your hard-earned wisdom and to make this a year of honoring yourself. Thank you so much for being a participant, for listening, for sharing the show. Thank you for being out there in the world, being the change. I am grateful to be on this planet with you. Thank you for helping me live my purpose. Light and love. I am an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Light and love. And I'll see you right here next time for a brand new episode. Till then, take care. Bye-bye.